0: Hello and welcome to the March 15th edition of the Fantasyland Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shorten. Uh, Six wins and a loss for me this week out of my seven. So six and one, again, one win shy of the perfect week. I reckon I've done that maybe three of the last four weeks and... Look, that's it's certainly going fairly well for me. I'm I'm sitting top in three leagues, second in two, sorry, second in one, third in two, and fourth in one. So looking at finals in each of those, but I mean, a lot of those leagues, I'm I'm just scraping in right now, and I've got a lot of work ahead of me if I'm going to win any of them. But yeah, I mean. We'll see how we go, I suppose. we still got a, a number of weeks ahead of us, still time to do some trades as well. Um, probably worth having a look at each of the settings in your leagues to make sure that you do have time to do some trades and get some things done before the deadline. I would also be looking at what sort of plays you can pick up, which I'll go into in a second. Before we get cracking, if you can, please hit the follow and subscribe button Now, we're going to jump into the Waiver Warren Updates podcast. So, as normal, I'm going to run through some injuries, some guys I think you should sell high on, some people I think you should buy low on. Then I'm going to skim over the schedule real quick and then run through the top five waivers that I think that you should be taking a look at and getting. There's going to be some names there that I've already spoken about, so do not be surprised when I get to them. Just pick them up. So, injuries, JJJ, Jaron Jackson Jr., If I have one major regret from draft night, it is picking up JJJ. Holy moly. I expected him to be back. I think everybody expected him to be back probably two months ago, but we've only seen just a couple of shots pre-game on the court. An update, the most recent update that we had is that we're going to get another update in early April or earliest will be a couple of weeks from now late March it's just so 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 annoying and the lack of transparency from Memphis is infuriating if I was a supporter of Memphis I would be very annoyed I'm an owner of JJJ everywhere and it is it sucks it is really really annoying and You can't really trade him out right now and you can't really drop him right now. So, you're kind of stuck with him because you've left him for so long. So, what my advice on JJJ is, is depending on... So, for me, in in most of my leagues, I've got about five weeks until finals hit and then obviously two and two um, for the first and second week of the finals. Whenever we get the update late March, early April, have a look at what that looks like. If he isn't going to be back for playoffs, obviously, it's a no-brainer. Drop him. If you don't have an IR and you're scraping in, I, I wouldn't blame you if you dropped him. If you've got someone else who you, you think is is injured now or in a couple of weeks' time, if somebody gets injured and you need to drop JJJ, again, I wouldn't blame you as well. Obviously, if you're sitting pretty on top of the ladder and you've got JJJ, have obviously drafted a really good side, so congratulations, but yeah, if you're not one of those people, you probably need to to wait a couple of weeks, see what the update is, and then make a call from there. Whenever we do get the update, I'll I'll kind of talk you guys through it all as well. Um, obviously, I'm just as invested as you guys are, so leave it with me. Hopefully, we get an update soon. But my word, very very annoying. Kevin Durant, he's week to week again. Somebody I am concerned about him down the stretch, even whenever he does come back. He's going to be rested a hell of a lot because they need him fully fit come finals. It's as simple as that. They're going to be a top team in the East with or without KD. So they're going to manage him through so that he's fighting fit come the first round of the playoffs. Kevin Love, um, he was back. Now he has a hurt calf. Now, yeah, he's completely cooked. I would probably, if he's out for an extended time, I'd probably drop him because someone will pick him up and they can be there. He can be their headache. Hamadou Diallo, with a groin injury, was traded to Detroit. I'll be keen to see what he does as one of the primary guys in this new Detroit team. They see him as a core player for the future. And I think that whenever he is fully fit, he's going to get a hell of a lot of usage in. I think he had five starts with OKC this year. And yeah, very small sample size, but he was going at about 16.5 points, six boards, four assists and one and a half steals. So, if he's sitting there on your waiver wire, pick him up. I'm Actually, ignore that. Wait until the end of the podcast so I can talk him up a bit more and then pick him up. Um, John Wall, day-to-day with a knee injury, I think he's a big shutdown risk. Christian Wood, he's nearly back. Get excited about him. Anthony Davis, he's a couple of weeks away. Bam, at a bio, he is out um, and day-to-day with a knee tendonitis. I'm actually quite concerned about Bam. Miami are going okay. Could be better, could be worse. Jimmy Butler's playing some really good basketball and they don't really have a lot of depth around their four and five spots. They obviously don't trust Precious. He is a bit too raw. He will be a good player, just not yet. And you can't really trust Kelly Olenek because he can't get a rebound and he can't defend. So, I think Bam will be back in a couple of days. I reckon he's going to be out for a couple more games, but the biggest concern here is that they're ruling him out 24, 48 hours before each game. So whenever they do that, it is very concerning. Again, I've got Bam in a lot of places, so I'm concerned about him, but yeah, they can't afford to let him sit for too long. So he'll be back this week. D'Angelo Russell, he should be back in a week or so, although I do think it's going to be short-lived. I think he's going to get shut down. Beasley, he's still two weeks away. And on a side note, Anthony Edwards is firing. And then Nurk, he's only one week away, as is CJ McCollum. So onto my top three sell high options. In light of Nurk and CJ McCollum coming back, I think if you can get someone to buy Carmelo Anthony from you then do it. He's shallow stats. He only really puts up points. But with Nurk and McCollum coming back, they're going to take a fair bit of usage. Maybe not initially, but in a week or so because they desperately need those guys. Nurk is going to come back without even training. I'd be looking to offload Carmelo Anthony, maybe in a two-for-one, to to get someone who's got more of a guaranteed role, someone with a bit more of a rounded-out skill set. Um Yeah, so I'd be looking to move on Carmelo Anthony. Norman Powell, he has been on absolute fire. I'm taking full credit for that because I called it in the the, uh, preseason. I called it whenever I was doing my draft guide at the start of the year. I'm taking full credit for Norman Powell being an absolute star. He would be sixth man of the year if he was eligible, which is a stupid statement, but he is playing some really good basketball over the last... Week 26 points, nearly four assists, nearly one and a half steals. He is balling out and playing some really, really, really good basketball. It is going to be short lived, though. I shouldn't say short lived. So, he is going to his usage is going to drop and his minutes are going to drop. He's playing 36 minutes a game right now. That's all going to drop whenever you get your see Ackles back, whenever you get your Fred Van Vliet's back, your OG Ananobis. When those guys are back. Powell's usage is obviously going to drop. They are a pretty shallow team anyway, but when they Nick Nurse plays his starters and plays his starters a lot, Norman Powell is still going to be a good player, but he's just not going to be pumping out nearly 30 points a game on a consistent basis. So again, I'd probably look to package him up probably with this next guy here to see if he can get an absolute star. I don't know if you're going to, but Chris Boucher, he's the other one that I've got here. Even without... The superstars on the court, your fleets and your Siakams. Boucher, he's been getting the minutes, but he could have been... I would have loved to have seen a little bit more from him. It sounds a bit silly. He is the number two power forward in the game on ESPN. That does come from his 80% from the line and his 60% from the field. Yeah, 22 points per game, 1.6 blocks, nearly a steal nearly two threes and six and a half rebounds. Those are some pretty decent numbers, but again, he's not overly trusted. Nick Nurse doesn't trust his defense. He chases his blocks. He is a little bit for such a lanky guy. He's a little bit slow getting back the back up the court, so they do like playing Siakam at the five. So Boucher's numbers will drop back down to your 18s and 19s. We know that he can still perform on that. It's just not going to be as consistent. So off the back of Boucher absolutely bawling out in the last seven days, I would be inclined to potentially look at moving him, package him up with somebody else, package him up with a Carmelo Anthony or a Norman Powell to see if you can get somebody really, really decent out of them. On the buy low side, the one that I absolutely love as a buy sell, as a buy low option and if you're listening to this and you've got him, chances are you've got an offer sitting in your inbox. So have a look and make sure you accept that one for us. Jared Allen. Jared Allen is comprehensively the starter in Cleveland. He's comprehensively their main big in Cleveland. He does struggle a bit against bigger bodied centers. So, whenever he's come up against your Capellas or your Miles Turners, your, your ones who are really strong on the defensive end, he has struggled. Having said that, he's still a 13 points, 1.7 blocks, 10 rebounds sort of guy, but he just hasn't been that over the last seven days. Over the last seven days, he's been at seven points, nine rebounds, and, yeah, he's getting his blocks, except today he went for something ridiculous, like five of 11 from the the free-throw line or something stupid like that. And if there is an owner out there who's got him and that costs them today, that costs them on the last day of the week, you can be guaranteed that they're going to be ripping their hair out. And if a decent offer comes along for Jared Allen, he'll be gone. So I would definitely be looking at grabbing him as a buy low guy. He's probably my favorite one. Second to him is Tyrese Halliburton. I mean... He's only been playing 21 minutes per game over the last couple of weeks. (laughs) Granted, he's been injured for pretty much all that. So, it's only been a couple of games. So, very, very shallow, shallow line there. But six and a half points, that's about it. 30% from the field. Yeah, he's back. You could probably get him at a discount because he is, obviously, he's a rookie. Buddy Hill's been playing really well. Darren Fox has been playing well. Um, God, who's the center? Um, Holmes has been playing really well. So, those players have been outshining Halliburton, which makes sense. Again, he is a rookie, but we've seen what he can do with the ball. We've seen what he can do in limited minutes. So, if you can get him at a discount, again, he's somebody that I'm targeting at a discount, I would be inclined to do so. Finally, Jamal Murray. I'm not a big Jamal Murray guy, but he he gets it done. He gets it done and... About two weeks ago, three weeks ago, he was looking like the playoff Jamal Murray that we saw last year, the postseason Jamal Murray. And for the year, I mean, 21 points, four wards, five assists, or just shy of, just over a steal, pretty decent. But I mean, his last seven days, he's gone for 10 points and three points, really, really, really bad. Over the last, yeah. Oh, I'm just pulling it up now. 18.5% from the field, 13.5 shots per game. He's made two and a half of them. Yikes. That's that's obviously not good. Um, it's like only a couple of games because we've had that all-star break. But again, if th- this is somebody that I'd be trying to... If you can put through an offer of somebody like a Devin Booker, if you can put up through an offer of someone like Devin Booker for Jamal Murray and Tyrese Halliburton, it probably stand a pretty good chance and I'd be inclined to do so. Booker's line is pretty shallow. His assists are up at the moment, but that's not going to last. His points are up at the moment. He's a scorer. He's going to shoot it at a good percentage. And yeah, you probably lose a little bit in percentages for Jamal Murray and Halliburton. But I mean, you get some really good depth there, and two players that I think are going to have a really nice back end of the year. Schedule wise, schedule wise, you'll see it in the description. the The Lakers they've got the only. Team with five games. I, I really I don't trust a lot of Lakers to perform week in week out game in game out unless it's LeBron James. So I can't really recommend too many from there. But if you are desperate, you Kuzma's of the world and uh, obviously Dennis Roders are the ones to go to there. But for me, my top five players own under forty percent. And I mean I'm looking at this list and the fact that on espn they are under 40% owned is ridiculous i honestly i wish i owned every single one of these guys i think that they're all solid and if you've got if you've got one of these people and you're not 100% bought into them trade them to me i'll absolutely buy them they are going to be really really good down the stretch i don't know which one i want to start with though who should i start with i'm going to start with I'm going to start with Kenyon Martin. So, Kenyon Martin of the Houston Rockets, he's owned in 9.8% of leagues. He has only really just been thrust into the spotlight with PJ Tucker being delisted from Houston. He's gone from season stats of season minutes of 16 minutes per game to 31 minutes per game almost overnight. It's very clear that Houston are rebuilding, and as I said, if you've got John Wall, if you've got Oladipo, I would be concerned about those guys. If you've got Gordon, I'd be concerned about him as well, although they don't really care about him, so they might just play him, but Kenyon Martin, over the last seven days, in 31 minutes, you're looking at 16 points, 7.7 rebounds, 1.7 steals, 1.7 blocks, Small sample size, but he's going to get given a long, long leash. Even whenever Christian Woods back, there's no reason why they're not going to play these two guys next to each other. He can shoot the three. He doesn't shoot it at a great percentage, thirty-seven percent, but I mean, he's a rookie, so why not give him a, a longer lead? And I think that he's going to show. And I think if you have, if he's sitting there and he's available in your legs, grab him because, my God, he's going to show in the next week, he's going to show that he's a really, really good player and all it takes is opportunity a lot of the time. And he's going to get given opportunity. He's going to get 30 minutes per game, even with Christian Wood coming back. So I would be grabbing him. He looked really good. He can do a bit of it all. So grab Kenyon Martin Jr. The second one I've got on my list and I'm going to race through him because I'm going to sound like a broken record, but D'Anthony Melton, pick him up. He's only getting... 20 minutes per game at the moment, but he's just getting it done in that time. He is a steal specialist pretty much. He's only going to get you oh 10, 12 points per game. He's going to get you maybe four assists per game, but he's going to get you a couple of steals, and that's what he's good at. That's why they've got him. He's the best two at Memphis. Don't worry about Dylan Brooks. He's no good. Tyus Jones, he's got to go because he's cutting into Melton's time. He's rostered in 11.7% of leagues and you've got to grab him. He's he's a good player. Steals are so hard to come by whenever it comes to fantasy. Over his last five games, you're looking at 3-1-2-3-2. Two, two. That's good. That is really, really good. And I don't know why Taylor Jenkins doesn't like him. I'm sure that that'll he'll eventually turn him around. But actually, I'm not sure that that's going to happen at all. But... He is a really good player and he's a really good defender. So make sure you're grabbing D'Anthony Melton off the waiver wire this week. My next one, and again, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but Derek White. If you haven't been convinced about Derek White so far, his line today of 17 points, four rebounds, four assists, two steals, and four blocks. That is too good to be sitting in just 26.3% of teams. Spoken about it before, San Antonio have got a really nice end of the year. They've lost a lot of games due to COVID. Derek White is going to get the minutes. He's going to be up at about the 27, 28, probably even 30 minutes per game. And you've got to get him into the lineup. Take him and put him into your team. If you've got someone like Carmelo Anthony, drop him for Derek White. If you've got someone like, I hope you're not holding on to Blake Griffin or any of those sort of guys and hoping that they're going to turn it around because they're not. Derek White is your man. Even somebody like Larry Nance Jr. I've seen him being picked up recently as well, but don't trust the. If you're looking for the defensive stats, Derek White is the man that you want to go to. So grab Derek White off the waiver of wire. He shouldn't be next week. He should not be in this section. He should be in. More teams than 26.3%. And two to go. Which one should I go with? I'm going to go with Robert Williams first. Robert Williams, I mean, last week or maybe the week before, I spoke about how he is – it was last week. I spoke about he how he is going to be my breakout guy in the back end of the year, and we need – to look no further than his last four games of three blocks, three blocks, six blocks, and three blocks. He's averaging 4.5 blocks over his last seven days. He is, he mean, the game today, 16 points and 13 rebounds with three blocks. I don't even reckon he missed a shot from the field. The only issue here is minutes. So, his minutes haven't really increased. I think he's just playing with a little bit more confidence And he is obviously, he's trusted a little bit more. But having said that, I'd be wanting to see his minutes just trickle over 20, 21, 22, so that you know that you're going to get him more consistent. But for 27.9% of teams to roster him, and he's at 4.5 blocks per game, my God, definitely grab him. As I said, everybody I'm talking about should be on your team. If you are smart and you're looking at the end of season value, grab these guys now. Offload some players who haven't, have ob- obviously are playing well at the moment, but they don't really have that upside. Someone like a Buddy Hield, someone like a Kobe White. I would be offloading them really. J. if you've got JJJ and you can offload him for any of these players, I would definitely do so. Finally, player I spoke about before, I grabbed him in pretty much every league that I was a part of, and it's Hamadou Diallo. As I spoke about, Hamadou Diallo had about five starts with OKC this year, averaged about 16 points, six and four with one point, I think it was 1.6 steals, so he is... Going to get the opportunity, and am I saying he's going to average all of those stats? No. Am I going to say that he isn't going to absolutely destroy a field goal because I think he will because he's going to throw the ball up. But I mean, they see him as a player in the future. He is a restricted agent at the end of the year. They're gonna they're going to build around him and Jeremy Grant. I think that Isaiah Stewart is also a player to look out for. I think might I think. Mason? Mason Plumley has got to go. He's playing well, but he's a vet and he's not doing anything for their team. So, I would be looking to, to grab Hamadou Diallo. He is out at the moment. If you've got a spot in your IR, put him in there. But he is going to, whenever he's back, he's going to hit the ground running and he is very explosive. We know how athletic he is. Shoots the three. Yeah, he is going to be really, really good and before if before I did the, the segment last week about breakout players at the end of the year, he would be right up there. If I had have known about the trade before last week, he would have been right up there with Robert Williams because he's going to be really, really good to end the year. That's pretty much all I've got for you. Again, hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button. I'd love to get up to, I think I've just trickled over 100, which is awesome. So thank you very much, guys. Until next time, again, hit the button, follow, subscribe, and I'll see you next week. Cheers, bye.